Father, thank you for your amazing presence that was here this morning, or that is here this morning. Thank you for ministering to us in worship. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to to minister to you during worship, Father. And um, even now as Danny gets ready to preach, I pray, Father, that you just continue ministering to our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, yes. Thank you, worship team. You guys are amazing. Right, just uh, with uh, the gathering. <laughs> you get fat? Okay. All right. I got amper iets gesê. Just with a for the with the gathering that was gathering that was announced for this Saturday, the messages were coming through this morning, literally when we got here. So um, the outdoor gathering gathering will be at Morrison. Same place we did God stock. There will not be an option for camp, but we would encourage guys to get there earlier for Scottle Brise, etc., um, in communities before the event. Bring camping chairs, blankets, beanies, and jackets. It could get slightly windy. Bring your own coffee, snacks, etc. All these will not be available at the site. Um, and then it's a big NBC says this will be our first global gathering in two years. Let's do this. All right, so I just wanted to, but those messages will go out on the community groups. So we will um, send this through. All right. Let's get that out. Okay, so this morning, we want to continue in what Roland's been starting on um, enlarging the t- our territory, enlarging the tents in Isaiah 54. And he was talking about the stakes and the strengthening of the stakes. And one of those that I want to talk about today, just one of them this morning, is on hearing God's voice. And so, are you timing me? <laughs> All right. On, on hearing God's voice. 
And so there's so much to this, so I'm going to try and keep it um, as compact as I can, and I hope you can take, take it all in there. Therefore, I've made a, a slideshow to make it easier for you, and I will send this out in the communi community groups as well. All right, so you can ponder more on that. Um, just before I get going, so my time hasn't started yet, um, <laughs> Luke and Lane, if you guys can come to the front for me quickly, just, go, just very quickly. Come, come. All right, I want you to face the wall and close your eyes. Okay. Then I want you to come up. I just, I'm not going to ask you to do anything funny. Um, and then, uh, Andre, if you can come up as well. All right. So, so it's a, a simple illustration. And so all that I want to do, there's three men behind you, okay? So all of each one is going to have a chance to say, my sons, I love you. All right. And then I'll ask you afterwards. I'll ask you something. So we're going to start this side. All you have to say is, my sons, I love you. 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 All right, guys, you can go and sit. Did you hear the order one, two, and three? Okay. Which one of those were your dad or your father? Your actual father. Number two. Okay, did they get it right? Okay, simple illustration. Simple illustration. Well done. You guys can go and sit. Look, Lane, did you guys go to university to get a degree to know your father's voice? Did you? Did you have to go to a university to get a degree to know your father's voice? No, you didn't. When you were born, you knew your father's voice because he was speaking to you while you were in the womb. And that's the same for us as Christ followers, Christians. We don't need a degree to hear our father's voice. The moment that you got saved, that you responded, you responded to the voice of God, yes? That moment that you said, Lord, I want you to be my savior. There was a call from God in your life. You responded to his voice. Say, I responded. I responded. Okay. And what makes Christianity different than other, any other religion, not that we are a religion, Christianity is a revelation of who God is. But what makes us different is that God is a living God. He's a loving God. And He wants to be intimate with you. And He's a God that speaks to us. Amen? And so we need to know that. Jesus addressed Him as what? Father. And when He prayed, He said, Our Father who is in heaven. And Jesus opened that way for us. That's, it's our Father. He loves us. He wants to be intimate with us, and he wants us to hear his voice. And so I'm going to look at the examples of David and Saul today. And so if you can go to the next, the first scripture there, 1 Chronicles 10, 13 to 14. Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He did not keep the word of the Lord and even consulted a medium for guidance and did not inquire of the Lord. So the Lord put him to death. Therefore, he killed him and turned the kingdom over to David. Rough words, eh? He killed him because he did not inquire of the Lord. Now, I want you to listen to the following one. It might sound contradictory, but if you go to the next one. 
When Saul saw the Philistine, um, the Philistine army, he was afraid. Terror filled his heart. He inquired of the Lord. But the Lord did not answer him by dreams or Urim or prophets. So he did inquire of the Lord. But we'll get to that later and I'll, we'll explain why God didn't speak, why God didn't answer. And then verse 18, the next one. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord or carry out his fierce wrath against the Amalekites, the Lord has done this to you today. Now I also want us to look at David. So we're going to go to the next scripture. And we, after that we'll go into practical ways of hearing God's voice. So 1 Samuel 30 verse 6 says, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And then the next one, a little bit later, he strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And then David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue? In other words, what shall I do? He inquired. And then we see like God answered him. And so, so we have David and Saul here. And Saul is at the end of his life. And God gives a summary of his life. And he said, hey Saul, you were not faithful to me. You did not keep the word of the Lord. So it's not just the voice, it's also the word of the Lord. All right? And by the way, you did not call upon me when you were supposed to. And when you look at the details, we see actually he did call on the Lord, but God didn't answer him. And then he got upset. And then instead of doing things the right way to get to God, he went and called on a medium to get to Samuel. Not to get to God, to get to Samuel. And then God intervened and before the, the medium, the witch could even start to do what she needed to do, Samuel appeared and said, Hey, Saul, you didn't obey God. You didn't listen to his voice. He said, I told you long ago, there's going to be a new king. It's time for you to pack up your things. You're done now. There's going to be a new king. And what did Saul do? He didn't listen. And he carried on, and he went out, and exactly what Samuel said was going to happen, happened. He's Saul and his sons died in battle. And so I want us to look at four principles as we go on now about hearing God's voice. And the first one is, if you can go to the next slide. The first one, if you are more desperate for a word from God than you are devoted to God, you will lose discernment and fall into deception. Saul's first problem was his desperation for a word. Nothing wrong with that, to want a word. But it was at the expense of his devotion to God. And he called on somebody else. You don't need a witch today to get a word. You can just go onto social media. Or what's these star signs? What do they call it, Angelique? Horoscopes and, and uh, Facebook and all these things and Twitter. You can, go listen, you can go listen to the wrong person. As Christians, as Christ followers, we've got to be very careful who we listen to. Very careful that we're so desperate for a word and that we get the wrong word and it leads us into deception. And so we've got to be very careful. Saul did get a word, but it wasn't the solution. 
God's problem with Saul was that he was unfaithful. And instead of looking, hey, where did things go wrong? Where, did, where was the place that I missed it? Where, where did I need to go back to God to get things right? Instead, he went and looked for something else outside of his community. But no, somebody tell me what to do. Not, God, where is my relationship with you? Where is my devotion to you? He went to somebody else. We can get a word, but we might lose the sermon. The sermon from the Holy Spirit will always be contingent on our devotion to God. When you are devoted to God, you can get the prophet bring you a word. Like there was a prophet that brought a word to Saul, to, to, Saul, to Paul. And if your devotion to God is in the right place, you will have discernment. The prophet can bring you the word. And you will know, hey, this is from God. Or hey, this is, hey, I don't know, don't, I don't think this is from God. If you're in a relationship with God and you, you, you're very close to God, you will have discernment. You don't need a prophet in front of your name or be, need to be a leader of the church or a pastor or whatever it is. You will have discernment. Next, next one, your closeness to God gives you discernment, and your discernment protects you from deception. As I said, we need to be very careful who we listen to, and that we are not desperate at the expense of our devotion. And the next thing I want to encourage you with, if you go to the next slide, God wants to speak to you through your community. David, when he seeked God, there was a priest that wasn't even well known, nobody knew that God spoke through that priest, a priest in his community. Saul didn't go to his community. He went outside of his community. It wasn't that there was a lack of the gift in his community. It's just that there was a problem with Saul's character, right? And he stopped. He lost his devotion to God. All he needed to do was to fix his connection to God. So I want to encourage you today. You don't need to go look anywhere else. The people that God has placed in this community, they don't need a prophet in front of their name or a leader or whatever it is. Their devotion to God is strong. There's nothing stopping God from speaking through them about His will for your life. I know. My family knows. A lot of you here know. That's why God has placed us in a community. Amen. I remember when I was a young Christian, for about a period of four to six months, I totally went off the rails um, about the law and Sabbath, and I totally lost my connection to God. I went outside of the community. I went to look at books and other stuff that just totally derailed me. Until I realized one day, but there's something wrong here. I've lost my connection to God, and I went to my leaders, and they quickly brought me back into line, and they asked me, where? Where's Jesus in this situation? Quickly drawed me in. And I thank God for that. Otherwise, I could have been totally derailed today, not knowing. So I want to encourage you. Be in your community. The second one. Your relationship is more important than a revelation. 
make sure you go, don't go to ask. Go, go and ask God for a word before you ask him for his presence. Say his presence. David, when we read there, he was distressed. He was upset. He was, he was in fear. And he just came out of that battle. And he, and he came back and his wife and his children were taken. And he lost everything that he built. Everything. In one day, his family got taken away. Everything he built up was burned. Up, was burned. He faced bankruptcy in one day. Death lost everything in one day. And the Bible says he was distressed. His people around him was like, hey, we know who the problem is. It's David. Let's kill him. Let's stone him. How's that going to help? We don't know, but we're angry and somebody needs to pay. And the Bible says that David didn't go and he blamed God. It says he didn't go and he blamed the people around him. He didn't blame the people that was with him, the Israelites or whatever. He said that he went to God and he went to strengthen him in the Lord. First, he went and strengthened him in the Lord. Before he asked God, what should I do? Strengthen me, Lord. God, cover me. This morning in worship, I was just like, Lord, I love you. You are glorious, Lord. You are faithful, Lord. You are beautiful, Lord. You are, you are my strength, Lord. And I, I mean, I'm trusting that some of you did exactly the same as we worship the Lord this morning. He is my source and my strength. Strengthen me, God. I don't know what that looked like for David in that moment. Maybe he read his Psalms. Maybe he laid flat. He prayed. He cried. He like, just Lord, fill me. Renew me, Lord. You are my source. If you go read his, his, his Psalms, he talks about his soul. Strengthen my soul, Lord. And he continues. Go and read David's Psalms. If you want to know how to strengthen yourself in the Lord, go read his Psalms. Cover me, Lord. And then out of that place, even though the situation is still bad, now I can say, Lord, what should I do? Lord, what should I do? And was afraid. He said, God, what did I do? Nothing. God didn't answer him. I wonder what would have happened if he first went and strengthened himself in the Lord. And then out of that place, said, Lord, what would you want me to, to do? I wonder what would have happened. We can go to the next slide. The reason we sometimes don't hear from the Lord is because we are not near to the Lord. There's, I've seen people treating God like a vending machine. They go, throw in the money, press the right numbers, and jips, out comes what they need, what they want. For some people, that looks like going to church, paying their tithes, going to do, tick all the right boxes, and then... God, give me everything that I need. God wants to be intimate with you. He doesn't want you to tick the boxes. He doesn't want you to get to the goal of your life. He wants to be the means of your life. And as you go through what you go through and you come out, you give Him the glory. Because He is our source and our strength. Amen? Strengthen me, Lord. God wants us to find courage in Him, find protection in Him, and get into Him, be intimate with, with Him. 
You can go to the next slide. God wants to be your source of strength before he's your resource for your solution. Go to God to be filled by him before you go to God to be led by him. The key to the Holy Spirit is first to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. And I want to say to you this morning, when you're confused, when you're in a difficult place, sometimes when people in a difficult place, like they wanted to kill David because somebody has to pay, scared, bleeding, maybe sometimes even oozing toxic waste out of your attitude, don't run to God and say, God, give me a word. Run to God and say, God, give me you. Give me you, Lord. I'm worried. I'm scared. I'm burned out, Lord. I don't know what to do, Lord. I need more of you, Lord. I need more of you, Lord. And out of that place, God, what do you want me to do? What should I do, Lord? Wait on God. Because the word said that those who wait on God will be, will be strengthened. Will renew, God will renew their strength. Lord, renew my strength. Renew my strength. And the moment your strength is renewed, God, show me what should I do. If you want to hear from the Lord, draw near to Him and be in a community. Number three, when we are filled with God's Word, we will become familiar with God's voice. In that scripture, the Chronicles 10, 13, we read earlier, Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord, because he did not keep the word of the Lord. This is not the voice of the Lord. He disobeyed his voice as well, but he disobeyed the word of God that God has given him. He didn't keep it. He didn't read it. He didn't study it. He didn't dwell in it. It wasn't devoted. And I think a lot of people that don't do this, a lot of the time say, but God said. I've heard many times, God said, God said, God said. And sometimes I don't question your ability to hear from God. But we must be a people, if you go to the next one, that's less of God said and more of it is written. Say it is written. Sometimes people say God said because they feel there's more validity to what they're saying when they put that in front of the sentence. But what did Jesus do when he was in the wilderness? All that he needed to say was, I am the word, and I said, and the devil would have trembled, right? But he didn't. What did he do? He said, it is written. And then the devil came back, but he said, oh, it's also written. And, then, and Jesus just stood his ground. It is written three times. It is written. And we must remember that. I've seen many people that's in the wilderness. And as long as the prophetic words are flowing, as long as the healing's taking place, as long as the salaries is coming in, as long as everything's going well, and they're just in a good space. Then they, they're happy. And everybody loves me and accepts me. But the moment the life throws a wobbly, and then the enemy comes and he says, but 
didn't God say that? And didn't God say that? And then he's like, yeah, he did say that. And then you said, the enemy will punch you in the face. We must be a people that don't throw God said at the enemy. We must say, it is written. It is written. That's why it's important for you to know your word. To spend time. Here today, we've heard this morning, maybe you're in the wilderness. You're in a difficult place. God wants you to say, it is written. And he will come through for you. It is written, he will never leave me nor forsake me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. It is written, you are my rod and my staff. You comfort me. It is written, it is written. All those scriptures, it is written. And then God goes with you through that. And when you come out of that, you get breakthrough. Amen? And after this message, we're going to pray for breakthrough. That person or people this morning that's in a place where you're just barely hanging on, we're going to pray for breakthrough. It is written, if you can't get a word from God, get into the word of God. Amen? And then the last one. If you can't hear God's voice today, it is because you didn't heed his voice yesterday. Who knows that? Roland loves that. Roland loves that. This is from Roland. 1 Samuel 28, 18. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord. And I've put in brackets there yesterday. That's my version. It's not in the Bible. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord. What was Saul's problem? When God spoke to him, Saul did not do what God said. And then he wanted God to speak again. Why would God speak again if you didn't listen to the last time that God spoke? Right? I remember when I was a young Christian, and I asked God to speak to me. And then as I read his word, God spoke to me. Sorry, I just want to... God spoke to me. He spoke to me about sin in my life. He spoke to me about the, how much better I can be as a husband. Still now he does that. It's a journey. He spoke to me about how much better I can be as a father. And all those things. And God spoke so much that I, there was a time I was like, okay, God, slow down too much, too much now. It's like, I know what to do. I know what to do. And I want you to know God doesn't only always speak in that. God a lot speaks about how much he loves you. He wants to encourage you. My, when my daughter comes to me, I'm not just going to scold them. I'm going to and, and correct them. I'm going to tell them every day how much I love them. And I'm going to encourage them. You can do this. Don't be, don't conform. You can do this. I've got your back. But when it comes to the Lord... And you ask, what should I do next? Ask yourself the question. If you're not hearing, if you go to the next one, if you're not hearing God, when was the last time God spoke to you? Where I said, um, I don't like that. I actually, I'm not going to do that. Why would you expect God to speak again? God will be speaking. You won't be hearing. And that's exactly what, what happened to Saul. 
God told him what to do, and he, he, did, he didn't do it. His voice and his word. He wasn't faithful. He didn't keep the word of the Lord. When God speaks to you and you don't obey, the next time he will be quieter. And I want to use this illustration, and I hope it's going to be loud enough. But God is speaking. And so, through his word, this is the audio Bible. He's telling me. He's speaking to me. And then I don't listen. And then I put the volume softer. God is speaking, but I'm putting the volume softer until I don't want to hear him and I mute him. God is still speaking. I'm just not listening. He's speaking. I'm, so now, what have I got to do now? How do I get to hear God again? I've got to unmute. I've got to press the unmute button and ask for forgiveness. Go back and ask God for forgiveness. Say, Lord, I repent. I repent. If that is you today, God wants you to go back to the last thing he told you. God, I repent. I want to come back. Maybe there's some of us here today that needs to press the unmute button. Or put the, or God is speaking, but we've got to put the volume louder. And then, lastly, if you're here today and you say, Donnie, I've, I've, I've done all this. I'm doing all these things. I've, my devotion to God, I'm reading, I'm close to God. I'm in my community. I'm drawing close. I'm accountable. If you're doing all these things and you say, I'm still not hearing God. You're in a test. God is testing you. And so what's the analogy here? That we've got teachers here. And so what happens, Andre, Linda, all the teachers, you can confirm. Right throughout the year, you give out notes on what you've got to study, on the words that... Um, what you've got to study, everything okay? All right, okay. So, and then you've read, and then you give them things to apply. They must apply this, do this, read that. <laughs> she got your attention, all right. You must pay, you must pay attention in class, okay? <laughs> right. But then... What happens at certain times of the year, at the end of every quarter? Teacher comes in, hands out the notes. Quiet. Now you've got to write the test. Teacher's still there in the classroom, but it's quiet. Now you've got to apply. And so some of the kids will like, hey, I've started, I'm ready for this. Some are like, ooh, I didn't study hard enough. And there's be, there be others that, like, e, instead of playing PlayStation, I should have actually studied, right? And so what happens, Andre, they go put up their hand during a test. What's, you're going to answer them and tell them what to do? And it's in that time that God says, if you're in the wilderness, if you're in, a, in, a, in, a, if you're in that space, God wants you to say, it is written. I want you to apply. What was the last thing I told you? Apply that. Stay in my word. Continue strong. Keep your devotion to me. People, when they're in the wilderness, they tend to like, fall away. 
fall through the cracks and they now God is saying stay close to me because now you, you've got to apply you've got to apply and if you don't know the word of God but God has placed you in a community go surround yourself with the community around you and they will tell you it is written God is your sword he's your staff he's your source he will never leave you nor forsake you he is your power. Right? Stay close to God. God wants you to remember what He has done in your life. And when you come out of that test, there will be breakthrough. I think that's the greatest thing for me when I go through the test is the breakthrough because then I can use it as a testimony. And I've, used, I've done it many a times. When I've gone through something in my marriage, come out of it, I share my testimony and it helps somebody else. Finances, I share my testimony and it helps somebody else. Or I can give advice. But I want to encourage you to God. Be devoted to God. Stay in community. Draw close to God. And when you're going through a test, say, God, it is written. I'm applying all these things. I'm staying close to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we, that you are a loving Father that wants to be intimate with us, that wants to be close to us, that wants to have a relationship with us. And Father, we, we thank you that we can hear your voice. As your sons and daughters, we can hear your voice all the time speaking to us. But sometimes there's circumstances that we don't hear your voice. And we've heard today, sometimes we... We do things and we go out of our community. We listen to the wrong people. We don't stay in your word. And sometimes we just put the volume softer and softer. And Father, I pray this morning, Lord, that, if, that, that some of us here that has muted you, that we will unmute that button today. We will unmute that button today. So if you're here this morning, if you're here this morning with our heads bowed, and you've never heard the voice of God, so you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, 